High fashion. Skin revitalization. Every day. Caramel macchiato. Matcha. Grass juice. Juice. Cleanse. Cocaine. 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 You, what is that? Some other language. Get that homeless person out of my neighborhood. Stiff arm homeless person. Gross. There's no homeless people here. Officer! Poor people? What's that? I would like one pile of snow for my nose, please. Another Another shitty podcast. Gross. Gross. (laughs) Ew, gross. This week's episode is sponsored by your podcast co-host looking at girls on dating apps. That's right. When you just found out dating apps exist and you've been using them nonstop, especially around your friends or when you have to do something important like record a podcast and you don't start for an hour because you have to switch your preferences to six feet or taller because you're into Amazon athletic volleyball players and you keep waiting and waiting and waiting till this guy gets off his phone and you say multiple times, hey, Nick, get off your phone. We got to record a podcast. Do the dating apps later. This week's episode is also sponsored by... Trent needs to sit over there on that side of the table and mind his own goddamn business. If I want to look at some six-foot-and-taller women, then I'm going to look at some six-foot-and-taller women. So I like the Amazons, okay? So I like the volleyball players, okay? Got to deal with it, man. Got to deal with it. Right now, it's a little more important than the podcast to me. Because maybe I'm just, you know... You tired know, of mingling. I'm glad you finally got on these dating apps because I was yelling at you angry compliments the other night. You're the reason you, I'm on the dating apps. But yeah. Let's but all remember on, that. Not on, well, we're trying to record this fucking You're podcast. You're the reason I'm on the dating apps in the first place. Not why we're trying to record this podcast therefore, at 9 in the morning. Therefore, you're the reason why this podcast is being delayed right now. Wow. But I'm the reason why. You know what? Maybe you need to do... Not compliment you so much? Yeah. Maybe you need to go and start with the man in the mirror. Well, and, and you know, lay off me. I'm looking at hot chicks. And they're tall. What's, What's up, up with your week? What's up with your week? What's up with your week? You want to go first? Sure. Cool. Had a pretty good week so far. Last night, we talked about this a little bit, uh, saw one of my older favorite bands from when I was a young lad. They're called Have Heart. They're from... Uh, Worcester, Mass, or New Bedford? Anyways, say Boston, Massachusetts. Worcester. Not to be confused with Worcester, which is how it's spelled. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Anyway. They're straight edge, aren't they? Straight edge, Boston band, yeah. And so, they played their last show, I did air quotes, in 2009. And I never get to to see them. And there's this hardcore, like, punk festival in LA called Sound and Fury. And they used to play that, and I guess they, because it's been 10 years, they got them to do that, and that's what kind of spurred their whole, like, reunion thing. So they did two shows in Massachusetts, and they did a, a one-off show last night, and then they're doing the festival show on Saturday, uh, and then some, like, European dates. But dude, it was incredible. Super kind of, like, niche band. Probably a lot of people have never heard of them, which is fine. But yeah, man, really intense. Uh, it brought me back to my my high school days um, when I listened to mostly heavy music. But dude, it was cool. It was, um, everyone there, obviously, it was more of like a nostalgic thing, you know? Everyone there, for the most part, uh, were about the same age. And yeah, it was it was kind of surreal. You know, it was, it was like almost like a separate life and getting to experience that as an adult. 
Uh, but it's cool, man. That pretty much made my whole freaking week. Uh, what else has been going on? The 4th of July well, happened. We, we, you were not together for that. Yeah, we had the 4th of July, which I had a good time. We grilled out here, and then I ended up having some tequila, and then winning, uh, I went to my buddy Kyler's place with some friends, and he had like a little barbecue. Um, it's chill. It's pretty much like what you'd want on the 4th, right? Yeah. Beers and grilled effing meats. Grilled effing <laughs> meats. You and said that was your favorite commercial so far. Last week's commercial that you did. Of all time? Was the best commercial we've ever done. And I told wow. you that I Is it just because of the subject matter? It's, it, you know, it's a myriad of things. <laughs> like, any good, like any good cocktail, there's a bunch of parts that make it up. You all know? right, then. You know? Um, the subject matter, the the anti-vegan matter, the <laughs> America. It, it hit on all of Nick, Nick Grease's cylinders. Yeah, my only problem with it is it wasn't mine. Oh. It was great. Touche. Did you see fireworks? I did. Good. Not like a proper fireworks show, but we had like mortars and stuff. Yeah. Stiff. Um, what'd you guys do? Oh, my turn? Sure. I spent the whole week, pretty much, in Michigan with my family, which was a rip-roaring awesome time. Jealous. Found out that being around kids is some of the most fun in the world, and that all the adults around children have fun just watching the kids have fun. Mm-hmm. We don't do anything. We just laugh at them. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was really cool. So we, we took the kids out. All There was... There was five to six kids, depending on what day it was, that were all three years old and younger. So they're oh my God. fresh to the world and experiencing everything. <laughs> so we were out on the water all day, or running around all day. Um, my grandfather built this this big mini. It's a it's large, but it's a it's like a tiny house Ooh. for the kids to play house oh, cool. in in my parents' yard. So we were playing house all day with the kids in Elma. It was really dope. My fireworks situation was everyone was exhausted from watching the kids <laughs> play. So luckily, we were up north on a lake, and when you're around a lake, there's fireworks everywhere. So we were able to nonchalantly look out the window and see glimpses of them going off. Oh, there you go. That counts. <laughs> I ate a bunch of grilled f***ing meats. <laughs> that was a funny bleep out. Grilled f***ing meats. What, what did you have? I had a brat, I had a burger, and I had a hot dog. They you were, had all of them. All three were available, and all three went in my mouth. Also, potato salad was had. Oh, my God. Watermelon cookies were had. I talked about those at the last podcast. My see, that's a confusing... freaking watermelon cookies. It's a confusing thing, because they're not watermelon flavored. Nope. They just look like watermelon. They just look watermelon shaped. With the icing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't show you a picture. I'll show you a picture. I know. I saw one. Oh, you did? Yeah, they look tasty. Oh, that's right. I posted it on the gram. Mm-hmm. Um, spending time with my niece and nephews was pretty dope. My, my two-year-old niece, Liliana, will be talking. She's figuring out words. That's such a pretty name, Liliana. I've never heard that name. Well, pretty name for a pretty girl. She's pretty awesome. There you go. She will just be like kind of saying words. Could be anything. (laughs) And then all of a sudden she'll just stop and just go, Nick? It's the craziest, most adorable thing in the world. She'll just be like, food, I want food. Nick? And then, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, 
hilarious and adorable. And apparently she's been saying my name nonstop since I've been gone, which is a little sad. Yeah. And then Adam is not really talking, but he's moving around and he, well, he's way young, right? Yeah, he's just over one years old, so he's he's climbing on stuff and falling all over the place. And I've noticed, at least between Lily and Adam, and then I have another niece and nephew, Holden and Piper, the oldest of the kids are always a lot more cerebral, or at least at this point in their life, at three and at two, are more cerebral and cautious. And the younger siblings just barrel through life. Do a barrel roll! Yeah. Running into stuff. Yeah, you don't know anything. Like better. sprinting around yeah. with freaking clothes off. Yeah. <laughs> just falling off of things, hitting each other. It's it's incredible. It's really fun. Two things that my nephew Holden said that were some of the funniest things I've maybe ever heard was he was pretending to be a superhero and he was jumping off of couches and stuff and his mom and dad were there and uh He's like, I'm a superhero. And his dad goes, what's your superhero name, Holden? And he goes, Mrs. Tony. <laughs> Tony Tony is his dad's name. And Mrs. Tony. And, and Holden's mom is like, no, pick another one. That's, that's me. <laughs> and he just keeps going, no, I'm Mrs. Tony. And he kept jumping off the stage. <laughs> And then the other thing was, I think we're, Tony and I were trying to get him to float on his back because he was learning to swim and he was not having it and he was, we, we essentially traumatized him for a second. Yeah. And his mom came down to, to the lake and was like, oh my gosh, Holden, what's wrong? And, and Holden goes, mom, do all Tonys just not listen? Incredible. <laughs> she goes, Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Incredible. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. I got to go motorcycling with my brother and my dad. That was great. Get your motor running. I got to ride my Wait, your cousin. brother and your dad both ride motorcycles? Yeah. We're all, we're motorcycle family. You guys so. are like the, the most manly men. Are we, are we the coolest? Aren't we just the coolest? I'll give you that. Yeah. Don't, don't you think that a cool guy like me should settle down with a... Six foot or over. Okay. <laughs> Southern California volleyball player. Yeah. After we record the podcast. We, we went motorcycle riding. And my nephew Holden, again, has this small dirt bike that's made for a three-year-old. Oh, yeah. You told me And about not this. made for adults. And when it was nap time, <laughs> I got on that fucking thing and I rode around... Our entire property, it? it's tough for for about an hour total of time, and it's I'm too heavy it? for it. It it probably goes about forty miles an oh. hour, and um, you know, my head is three feet off the ground. I'm not wearing a helmet, and the back tire is just squirreling all over is there the place. Video of you? I don't think so. Damn, I don't think so. It's just gonna have to live in my mind. But that was riding that thing around and like taking it off of bumps and I. I was, I was trying to show off in front of my dad because that's you know, who who better to impress than your dad? <laughs> on a child's on a child's bike, bike. and uh, I tried to like I tried to come to some sort of fishtail stop on the bike in front of him, and <laughs> I just 
flew off it. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I still have a stone in my palm right there. Oh, I see that. From, uh, from falling, and it was just, it was so fun. It was hilarious. Just laid there laughing and bleeding. Born to be wild. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, think I, got, I think I got some more things. Dude. Um, uh, oh, I, 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 uh, I told you this. Because I saw you immediately when I got off the plane, but um, saying goodbye this time was the more, most difficult time I've ever had saying goodbye. Why do you think that is? I think it's a combination of things, similar to when we're talking about your commercial. A whole bunch of things add up to make something great. Uh, it was the fact that every time I see them, my my niece, my nephew, my brother, sister in law my mom, dad, my extended family, everybody, every time I see them, so much has changed. Mm. Everybody's gotten older. Their lives are different. Everybody kind of is moving forward in their life, and I'm stopping in and seeing how much everything's changed. And, I, and because I'm not there, I don't... I grew up experiencing it with everybody. Yeah. So it wasn't like so dramatic as like, oh my gosh, this one's talking now. Yeah. Or this one's potty trained. Or yeah. I can't believe this one is saying full sentences. Or I can't believe my grandparents are, they're like, they're 88 years old. Holy and shit. Then my other grandparents are, I think they're, they're 92. And, and, and getting increasingly fragile. And my mom and my dad are getting older. Mm-hmm. And it's an intense thing and you know and then on the flip side I'm here in California and I don't feel like I'm getting older <laughs> it's very it's very strange yeah and I think it all kind of hit me because my family is so important to me mm-hmm. and by choosing a life in in Southern California like I've chosen in a way I've decided to separate myself from having that life at least for now yeah i mean physically yeah you're yeah you're not there yeah and i think it just was really intense when it was time to say goodbye to lily and adam especially because they don't really even understand that they're saying goodbye yeah they wake up the next morning and they wonder where uncle nick is yeah and uh so i started crying my eyes out and my mom thought it would be a great opportunity to start taking pictures Um, but that was my honest assessment of the 4th of July week for me and it was cool yeah I mean I'm I'm uh I'm feeling you there like I I really wanna I need a trip home I miss my family uh yeah man that's you know that's part of it and I think because of what we're doing and I think because of the weather out here and Time feels different, and you know, people are all at different places in their life, and different whether it be you know, buying a house, or getting married, or having children, or retiring, or whatever. You know, we're all at different spots, so it's it's neither you know, good or bad, it's just it's different, yeah. It's just the different path, and you know, what we're doing out here is very different than. I would say everyone in our hometowns. Yeah. Or, or, you know. I've always had a tendency in my life to to see where the the laid out path is and say no. 
Okay. And I often, but I, that doesn't mean that I don't often look back and think, man, what would that be like? Yeah. Had I stuck to my major, had I taken a job in Chicago, had I settled down with like my first serious girlfriend, had, you know, where, where would my life be? I mean, I think you know where it'd it's, be. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Hey man. As uh, Morty would say, I guess. Oh man, that that mother, that uh, old lady science. You really gotta. <laughs> she really, she really bucks hard. You know, you just really gotta hold on tight. You know. Morty, get over your, your feelings and just you just push them deep down. You don't deal with them at all. Just and just keep going. It doesn't matter, man. You're sack up, dude. I was trying to do my Rick. Is that a good way to end? What's up with your week? No, it's not. Okay, I want to. I want to toot your horn. Oh, uh, at the brewery at Three Weavers, we're having an art show. Finally, uh, opening is Saturday. Um, how long are they keeping their your art on there? A month or so? I'm not sure. Actually, okay. I think Molly has said at least a week. Oh, but I would it imagine it's going to be longer, longer than that because there's been the amount of time been... you have to put into this. Yeah, and and money. Yeah. But there's also been other artwork that's been on the walls for months. Wait so I would be I'd be kind of surprised if we took it down soon. So uh, Nick is a part of the art show, which is really exciting. Yeah. And trying out a new. Uh, well, you've been dabbling with the camera for a minute now, mm-hmm. but um, almost a year. Wouldn't you say this is like your first display of yeah. what you've been doing? It's definitely my first display. Yeah. So it's, it's exciting, right? It's really exciting. Yeah. But also... Did you ever think you were going to be in an art show? Overwhelming. No. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I'm, I'm a part of the art show because I've got a connection with Three Weavers. Sure. Like with you and with Molly. Molly is helping put on the show. Molly yeah. works at the brewery too. Yeah. So it, it in a way hurt. makes sense. But um, I never thought I'd do an art show. That's I never cool. thought that anyone would be like, these photos are good enough to put up somewhere. Yeah, that's cool. And I think I'm sort of discovering that they are good enough to put up somewhere. And not only are they good enough to get put up somewhere, I think people could probably pay me some cash to do it. So that's... That's cool. It's been a fun little adventure. It's a trip. That's very cool. And similar... Photography's interesting because I don't know much about it. Yeah. But I had I do have a few photos that are, they're good. They're yeah. they're good. But it's similar to how we, our mentality was when we started this podcast, mm. which has slightly changed. But we started this podcast because we were like, we want to have a no pressure way to be creative. Mm-hmm. And we've since taken the podcast much more seriously. We still are pretty loose with it, but we take it a little bit more seriously. Still sh- always shitty. Yeah, it's just as shitty as it's ever been. Yeah, right. But photography for me is all is still at least in that stage where it is, I can just be free and do whatever I want, and I'm sort of intentionally not looking up ways to be better. I'll just I bring. I mean, you know, I bring my camera everywhere, hmm. and if I'm riding my motorcycle, if I'm driving my car, if I'm walking somewhere, I'll just be like, oh, that looks really cool, and then I'll take a photo of it, and it's all film, so maybe it'll turn out or maybe it won't, hmm. and I move on. Well, I'm excited for you. Thanks, and- man. For everyone else involved, Robert Mendoza, friend of the pod, is we, we did a collab doing stuff tonight. Oh. Tonight, we're uh, I have to go. I have to rush to FedEx actually, and, and do and print out a print that we did. 
Oh, one wow. of my photos he drew over. No shit. Yeah. That's fucking cool. It's pretty neat. So hopefully we're going to be, I think people have already started putting shit up and I'm going to start putting shit up tonight, but I th- we're hoping that he is going to be next to me and we can just put this one kind of between, between yeah. to sort of flow it all together. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what's up with our weeks. And on that note, we obviously have to do the weather, so now it's time for the weather and Trent's doing the weather. Trent, what's the weather? It's hot. That's the weather. Ladies and gentlemen, on this week's podcast, we have my man Hunter. He is a adventurer, an actor, a bartender, an all things human guy. Welcome to the show, dude. Welcome. Dude, human. I don't know about that. Yeah? Well, we can find that out later. I'll start that again. Oh, it's fine. It works. It works. That's (laughs) intro. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for waking up early and and coming all the way from Hawthorne. No, no worries. I thought at first we were going to film in Culver Cities, and you're like, let's go surfing this morning. I was like, I got up at 7.15. I don't think you want to go in the water right now. Right. Oh, yeah, you were texting me about that. Let's explain to everybody why we didn't surf this morning. Yes. So it had rained last night, and I had learned this the hard way, too. Well, not the hard way. I'm not glowing or anything from bad water. But uh, when it rains, you're not supposed to go in the water for three days after mm. because all the chemicals on the street, especially in Los Angeles, since 95 gajillion people drive, all the stuff that's on the street rolls off into the ocean. Oh, it makes sense. So yeah. basically, there's like a slick of chemicals sitting on the surface. So if you're on the surface and surfing, and you're getting that in your face and your pores, you can get really sick. Ugh. Yeah. You can end up with the suds, like Spongebob. I can't get the suds, because then I'll have to miss work. Suds? You're all about you're just Spongebob. Constantly, I don't know what the suds is. It just sounds bad. <laughs> I've been on a Spongebob kick lately, because I'm editing the last podcast, and it works perfect with the oh. editing. Yeah. And the suds in Spongebob is just like, he just he basically turns into a real sponge. No. And he's just oh, soapy yeah. and... Yeah. But he's sick. So if he's, if he turns into a real sponge underwater, does that mean like he just yeah, he's like constantly ex- keeps puffing up? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he's like, he hiccups and sneezes and stuff and bubbles come out. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. It's a genius show. So then show. does he like, because I, I know like a sponge, if I leave it in the water in the sink for too long, like if I haven't put it on the rack that my wife has dedicated, uh, it gets <laughs> almost like starting to like fall apart in a yeah. way. It like deteriorates to me. Yeah. It was in poor, that particular episode. It was looking poor, pretty grim for him. <laughs> poor Bob. Poor Bob. <laughs> it, was, it was looking pretty grim for him. Was this was this drying rack a DIY homemade drying rack? No, I don't think she would have allowed me. There are certain things in the kitchen that I just am not. I I don't know. I just go with it. So it makes sense because I think the thing I had before most people have what like a two compartment sink, right? So I had like the weird thing that just like saddled. The middle, mm, yeah. And you could put stuff in the middle, yeah. Uh, so there's a suction cup one now that sits on the side of it. Mm. Problem is, I get very vigorous when I'm cooking, and I start whipping shit. Can I cuss in this? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So I start whipping. It's called shit. another shitty podcast. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm cooking. I'm always like cooking up a storm, and I'll whip shit in the uh, uh, sink, and then I'll hit the 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 suction cup rack. What are you, I'm Cena? Like, Just throwing stuff at the sink? Basically, yeah. I'm, hey, look, uh, time's, time's precious in the kitchen. Things are cooking. I don't know what's going on. Deal with dishes later. And every time I'll hit it, I'm like, 
where the fuck is the sponge? And it's like jammed now under like a pan and, you know, a bowl of melted butter. So <laughs> now the sponge is just dirty. Just a, just a bowl of butter. Uh, <laughs> you were talking earlier about the DIY. You like the DIY. Love DIY. Is it, is it more so like a challenge to you or are you just really like cheap and you're like, I don't want to spend money on this? Or you're both. Like, yeah, you're both for sure. Uh, I'm smarter than this. I can I can do this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've got that mindset. Like, it might have started early as like a kid. Like I'm 6'5". I grew a lot through basically ages 10 to 18. Uh, and my mom, for back to school shopping, would go, here's 100 bucks. Best of luck. I'm like, mom, I grew four inches over the summer. I, I, I don't fit any of my clothes. She's like, well, yeah. figure it out. So I had to be the guy that was like, all right, let's go to the clearance racket, you know, Macy's or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I don't know. My brother, it cracked me up. He was the guy that's like, he is not DIY. We are polar opposites in that way of like, he's he's smarter in the sense of where he's like, I don't want to waste time trying to figure out how to fix this. I could just pay this guy a little bit more. And he does it. And he does it for a living. Solves my problems. Yeah. yeah. He's probably smart. Like, he wins in that of where me, I'm like, so, oh, we go uh, shopping, and he would go, nope, and go to, like, the cool, you know, store. He'd buy two pairs of jeans, two T-shirts, done. I was like, how are you going to? He goes, oh, let's switch them out every other day. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> Your brother's gigantic, too, though. So he He's 6'4", as that. well. Yeah. Oh, well, I got his hand-me-downs from time to time. Which, okay. Did you guys ever have this? Like, in elementary, if you had an older sibling, like, it was the cool thing to wear the middle school gym shorts to elementary school. Mm-hmm. Or like oh, yeah. when he was in high school and I was in middle school. So I was like, ooh, I got the Wooster High gym shorts. Yeah. And everyone was like, how'd you get those? And you're like, oh, well, you didn't realize it comes standard when you get in school, yeah. fucker. Like it's not that big of a deal. But I loved it because I was always like the kid that won up the other kids with We had gym family shorts. friends. And so I, I grew up with a sister. In our family friends, they had a, a boy and a girl. And so we got all the hand-me-downs from them. For a good period of our lives, like, lots of hand-me-downs. It's like that fresh vintage stuff. It's yeah. only been vintage for a year. Yeah. But all the other kids your age can't have it. Yep. Like, I that remember was... I had a lot of, uh, do you remember the brand Bum? Yeah. I had a lot of Bum shirts. I don't remember Bum. I remember Big Dog. I had a lot of big dog shirts. Big dog. Oh, and it was always the badass dog, dog on the t-shirt, right? <laughs> the parodies, like Star Wars. Was all, like, what were dogs. the other ones? Uh, Stussy? Stussy? That's big now. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Like Champion? S- Champion came Champion. back. Champion, yep. It came back. You remember those and Massimo? One? Was that one? Yeah. Remember and one target. shirts? The and, and one, one shirts? And one? I yeah. was never cool enough to have the and one. I used to have okay. one that on the back it said, I believe in recycling. I'm going to use you over and over again. Just <laughs> like doing a crossover. Damn. Oh, they damn. didn't have faces on them, did they? No, he had no face. Yeah. Now, did you guys ever hear this? Uh, I was always scared to wear a Stussy shirt. This is definitely, like, back then, it was, like, if this happened now, it would never be a case because we're very PC and alert about it. But someone had, like, I don't know if it was just my school, but someone was like, you know what Stussy actually says? I'm like, what? It says, I am gay. I'm like, What? <laughs> And, what? and he had like looked at the the inscribing. He goes, look, I. And he goes, there's the M, and then gay. And you're like, no, 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 can't be it, can't be it. And I was like, I remember going home and looking at the shirt, going, I can't. <laughs> how old were you? It was like junior high. 
like ten years old. Okay, elementary, yeah. <laughs> Very gullible. Dude, you built everyone believed you believed everything. Dude, at but that, that point. kid was a mastermind because yeah. he had basically just like <laughs> ruined Stussy shirts for kids for a solid year. Because everyone's like, I don't, I don't like you didn't have a phone to Google it. You know, you don't want to ask your mom, hey, does this say I'm gay? Yeah. Like you just like okay, you, got, you believe it. That yeah, really, like it wouldn't even matter, you know. It, but it was just like this, uh, this weird fact that we had no idea. That, yeah. remi- that reminds me of the time when my brother and, and we all experienced this. But my brother said I was allowed to get into the Pen Fifteen Club. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when he wrote that, he he just said the only way to get in is to have it written on your hand. So he just wrote <laughs> Pen Fifteen on my hand, and then <laughs> how long I did he was- let that go? <laughs> Well, it wasn't until like he he, had, he just straight up wrote penis on my hand. Like he didn't even say pen fifteen. But like I was, I, I was so psyched to be in this club that my brother was in because oh, it sounds so cool. And I was like, man, I must have been in like sixth grade. Bro, I want to be at the pen fifteen club. Yeah, yeah. you want to? And too? once you found out about what it was, you're like so embarrassed and you felt like such an idiot. But also, oh, man, what I would I always do penis on my arm. <laughs> I would always we could pound pen fifteens together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would I would walk around and be like, oh well, I have to get somebody now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once you once you're once you're dealt with it, you're like, okay, I gotta dish this out. But my problem was knowing what the punchline is and just telegraphing that the whole way, so I couldn't convince anybody. Oh. It was yeah. just going up to being like, hey Hunter, you want to be in the pen fifteen club, dude? Do you? Do you want to be in the pen fifteen? Club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, dude, I remember, like, early on, too, in math class, where you'd write, you'd type in certain numbers and then flip your calculator upside down. Oh, that. make boobs. You'd be like, like, boobs, dude. Hell. Yeah, hell. <laughs> uh, like, and just, like, crack up to your friends in the back of the class. <laughs> hey, do this math problem for me, because yeah. I remember I would go, okay, if that makes hell, and I look at the number and go, if I divide it by two and then add 300, uh-huh. okay, you know, if I, like... Like I could have used that to I don't know the actual math that we're studying, yeah. and I'm like, nope, I want to I want right, to trick boobs. him into making boobs. Yeah, boobs. <laughs> Back when we had those, do you guys remember those TI 83s? Oh, those, those overpriced calculators. Overpriced calculators. That we just assumed hundred dollar. We like, yeah, we were gonna, we, well, they were so expensive because we were going to need them the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. All so the kids dumb. in our grade hacked them into making video games. Yeah, there was games on them. Yeah, you could play Snake. Yeah, yeah. I had one that I, I hacked to play Snake. I remember on. people were like downloading or like trading games on there or something. Yeah, we had like a you game. would hook them up together or something. We had a game called Pimp Quest. Did you guys ever play this one? No. I don't know where it came from, but it was it was literally you're a pimp and you buy hoes or you buy um, clothes, buy cars, and it was just this whole strategy thing. But on you your to, calculator? Right, but it would be like after you buy stuff it would always say it's the cops and then you would have to like run or pay them off or whatever and there's always a chance it was a random chance that they would they'd pop you and you're done your quest is this over this is with. before like farm villains it was <laughs> such a fun game and how was, is this not being made into an awesome game now yeah, well, right? it was, and it was all words it, but it was so addicting we would all just sit there in algebra or whatever fucking play pimp quest and see who could, who could rack up the most cash. Is there a baseball? The most one? Hose. I feel like there was a baseball one on calculator. Probably. I think there was. Yeah. What drives me nuts is that all of our phones now, it was one of those like crazy things, and you're like, oh, cool. Like normal calculator, mm-hmm. right? And you turn it sideways, you're like. No, but I know. You turn it sideways, and there's more. That was weird. My phone's janky. Yes, you turn it, and yeah. then you're like, this was basically a TI 83 yeah. minus yeah. the graph. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. We had to go through having to learn that. Did you ever have the teachers that before you took the test to like, come here, I got to clear the memory? 
and because like oh, we got into yes. like trigonometry yes. they're like hold on oh and they'd God, have to turn in your calculator yeah. and they'd so go they through your notes and clear your notes and then they'd clear the memory so you didn't have formulas saved in the in the, the calculator. I would, I, would, I would do that. I'd try to get away with that. Speaking of math, have you seen... Why our, not? You had like a note application yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. by all means. Yeah. Have you Play seen, to win. Have yeah. you seen our buddy Taylor's book yet? No. Little, little Taylor Fry? No. I remember last book? time I saw her. She's... I bought it. It's actually in... We're not in my apartment right now, but... It's a math Afterwards, book? I'll show it to you. Yeah. Two Trains Leaving Paris. She wrote it with her buddy who I think is an actual mathematician. Oh. It's fucking gold. But it, it has real legit math concepts. Like there's the quadratic formula, or um, and it teaches math to children. It actually it actually will teach you. I would say it will it'll refresh your memory on a whole bunch of math things. Oh, so it's not just for like young kids. It's for I'd say it's definitely not for young kids because then Taylor comes in and will do math in a real world adult way. Like there was one, I think there was one problem that was like loosely, it was uh, Bart makes 60 grand a year and then gets a, a $2,000 raise every year. His wife makes 50 grand a year and makes a $1,000 raise every year. How long will it take for them to have the same equal pay? <laughs> and the answer is never because Bart just gets paid way more. Like yeah. it's that Bart's kind of making shit. more money. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. Right. And the answer, I think the, not fair. the answer was like negative 25 years. So before they were born or something. Yeah. But it was, it's not fair, Taylor. You hear that? Equal pay for equal work or whatever <laughs> that phrase is. And it's was, not fair. There was another one where, uh, uh, this will be the last one. We don't need to talk about this forever. But it was, it was talking about how she always wanted to be an astronaut when she was a little kid. And she said that she went to class. Her teacher said, oh, it's mostly, you have to be really smart, but it's mostly men and they're scientists. And it said Taylor came home from school with <laughs> one less dream. <laughs> That is subtraction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, wow. It's, it's so good. Wow. So good. I got to check this That's out. That's awesome. I got it done and published yeah. it. Yeah. Really cool. First author that I know. I still think that's like incredibly badass to have your work published in like a book form. Yeah, absolutely. I, like, well, I think out of all the like, you know, recording songs or making a, a movie or whatever, like because all it takes work, but something about having a fucking book made. Well, yeah. It's just like. I think because everything's so electronic nowadays. Like, we were just talking about, um, I saw a billboard on the way here. Um, Kate McKinnon is oh, yeah, the it's audio. Like a sketch comedy. Yeah, like. Uh, it's like a comedy. It's, yeah. It's, it's not a podcast. It's, it's like, like a, a comedy, comedy scripted book, or... book. But everything's so electronic nowadays. So, like, anyone can write a book and put it in an ebook format and sell it on Amazon if they mm -hmm. want. Mm -hmm. Uh, but to get it actually like in a paper form or have a company interested in now putting it on their shelves, yeah. that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, it's you in. know that Fifty Shades of Grey was not, uh, if I remember correctly, it wasn't a paperback, it wasn't an actual paper version for a while. It was only an ebook or a order to print. So you can only get it in paperback because if you paid for it and a company would print it and send it off. Interesting. It wasn't until it started getting buzz. That the public, the big three, five publishing houses, whatever, were like, "Oh, we want this." Yeah, and that's when it like soared. But everyone loved it. All the like most, you know, the female readers, I guess, loved it because it was ebook. So you didn't, no one knew what you were reading. Yeah, you're reading a screen. Little did they know you're reading about some S and M shit on the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, you're reading a porn. You're reading yeah. a porn, yeah. <laughs> and and so it started as electronic. And she's like, I, you know, she, E. L. James, she's a brilliant person too, but. Um, 
Yeah, it started electronic. Didn't even have a deal for a book yet. That makes sense though for that crazy right particular. That's very know, interesting. Book. That's wild. That because I mean that's shit that you can't do yeah. ten years ago. No. I mean, it's just funny now. If you ever catch someone and you kind of look at what they're looking at on the screen, they see it as like an invasion of privacy. Yeah. 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 Do you ever get one of those looks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, don't leave it out here. I kind of yeah, yeah. can't help it, though. Oh, I, I, oh I, yeah. When somebody brings their phone out, I just instantly am like, oh. And then I'll catch myself. Well, it's not my business. Yeah. But, oh, but all I'm the interested. time. Yeah. So if I see people, like, especially at home, uh, if I you know, see like uh, my wife or sister-in-law and they're on the couch, I'm like, oh, we shopping for more dresses? Huh? Like, back off. I'm like, I'm just curious. Well, that affects yeah. you, though. You're married now, so that's your money, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't can, can she just DIY the dress like you do? Come on. <laughs> I have a sewing machine. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Here we go. I have fixed bedded sheets. Like, we have a new set of sheets, and the fitted sheet doesn't – drives me nuts. You ever wake up in the middle of the night, and it's off, and you always have to reset it? I'm like, no, screw this. I bought the stretchy so aggravating. the strap. And I sewed corners of it so it like locked in under the sheet. Mm-hmm. And we rocked that for a while, but now we got a new set of sheets and they are sliding off. Like the moment I get in, it's like, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. So I think next week might be a day of sitting out in the sewing machine again and figuring yeah. out how to sew again because I forget every time. But you YouTube that too? No, I, uh, my mom actually had me sew some stuff back in the day. And then my old neighbor that I was talking about that does the vintage redo stuff. Oh, yeah. She helped me figure it out because I basically brought it to her. And, you know, most, most sewing machines, they'll like come in their own little like carrying box. So I just dumped that on a table and she's like, this is what you do. This is how you handle this. Got it? And I'm like, lost it all. Let me try that again. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I only, I'm not a big seamstress at all. Well, if it saves me five hundred dollars from like reupholstering a, a couch seat, sure. There you go. I'll do it. I might float you some cash to sew up some pants of mine then. Sure thing. Cool. I can't guarantee <laughs> they're gonna look great, but we'll give it a shot. That's fine. They already don't look great, but I just need them to cover up the classic case of the crotch hole. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. Hit them with the classic. Yeah. Like I used to do that with shirts and fixed shirts because mm-hmm. they said like tapering them I think is the term. Mm. Right? Yep. Whatever you want yeah. it more like you know slimming fitting. It's not all boxy. Yeah. So if, if you're like a tall lanky guy, they said you can only pick. There's three options: perfect, uh, correct length, correct uh, sleeve length, or correct uh, uh, width. Mm. They said oh, you only get to like pick chest, two. Chest. Yeah. Okay. When you buy a shirt like that, because it's true. Like I have so many shirts that go to here halfway mm-hmm. up my arm. That I just fold up. I'm like, yeah. well, this is never going to be, you know, something mm-hmm. to wear a suit in. Um, so I started buying big shirts, and then YouTube, you can see how with the sewing machine you can just taper a shirt. Nice, and it fits better. Yeah, save me sixty bucks. <laughs> You're like the uh, the common man uh, MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, MacGyver with a sewing machine. Yeah, nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Uh, well, you were telling us earlier about your neighbor who has uh-huh. her own yeah. business, yeah. Vintage, vintage Redo. Vintage said? Redo, yeah. Really um, nice. And how she's in the Pasadena uh, flea market? Is that what uh, it is? A flea she's market? in the Fairfax flea market every okay. Sunday. But we, I have mentioned to her about the Pasadena market, and like we've gone there. I've gone there, you know, with my wife and friends to. You know, kind of just see cool things, see what people are doing. Right. You're get saying creative that you, juices. it gives you inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And you're working on a bench now. Yep. Yep. I'm fixing my old dining room chairs that are um, getting blown around in the backyard. And hopefully 
turning them into patio benches. Cool. Uh, there's some really crazy ideas that people can do. Like they'll grab two chairs facing each other, and now you've got like arms of a chair and this beautiful bench. Oh, cool. I'm like, I'm like, that's cool. I'm not putting that much effort into it, but I like where your head's at. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's let's keep it simple so I could paint it and have something to sit out there and enjoy my coffee. We'll do yeah. that. So that gives you inspiration for for projects and stuff. So but you're you're a creative person just in general. Is there other things that you go to to get inspiration for acting or creating? Um, a new project, new movie, what have you. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's just like anyone with any kind of idea. You'll see something uh, or experience something and it kind of sparks, like, curiosity in your head. Yeah. Um, I'm actually... There's one project that I'm going to be shooting, I believe, next week, which is a sketch on Pokemon. I want to be the very best. Oh, for real? And it was, I you know, it's when you like shooting the shit with your buddies and you're saying like funny what if stuff. And I was like, you know, oh, they're out there to catch them all. Like soon there's not going to be any. And I was like, oh my God. And it, like it dawned on me. So um, when's this episode airing? It'll probably be out in a couple days, two or three days. Okay, this is fine. Uh Let's just leave it at that because I don't want to spoil it. But okay. I'm shooting a project cool. with Pokemon, so it's going to be fun. Um, is this something you guys are doing on your own, or is this like with on our own? Yeah. Okay. I actually asked a, a friend of mine who she's been um, she's very knowledgeable in Pokemon, which helped because I didn't. I literally Google. She's a regular Google. day Professor Oak. She's got the Pokédex. Oh, she's got. Damn, that was good. That was good. She's she's got the app. Like a couple of our friends are like, oh look, you know that. Over outside of Craig's, there's a Pokemon stop. I'm like, what? What are you oh, talking the, about? Oh, uh, the Pokemon Go. Like, yeah, they're they're playing the the app and they're catching Pokemon. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't know this was still a thing. Yeah. But I forgot that when it came out, it only opened in America and Australia, so uh, it's still like expanding across the world. But um, I hit her up because she's like, man, I really you know want to do some more acting jobs and you know I want to check this out. And I was like, well, I have an idea, and you're more than welcome to join in on it. Did you write and, this thing? Yeah. Cool. I actually wrote it uh, yesterday, two days ago. I mean, it's quick. Like any sketch, you know, especially with technology nowadays, hmm. you used to go from make this funny bit that was five minutes. And they're like, no, we don't have enough time. Make it two and a half minutes. Yeah. You're like, what? Okay, 90 seconds max. Yeah. And now, especially because, what's the thing that died? Uh, Vine. Vine. 15 second videos, yeah. I think, was the max. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, how do you pack a couple jokes in 15 seconds? Yeah. A whole entire storyline. A whole yeah. storyline, yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you do like YouTube or now Instagram has now extended their video, mm -hmm. I think once you go past a certain amount of time, it's yeah. like, do you want to keep watching this? Are yeah. you really? Or are you just like, the IGTV, which yeah. I think was actually kind of a brilliant thing because oh, yeah. it, it gives you the option to, if you are interested, to keep watching it. Yeah. But more often than not, you're right. You one minute in, you're like, all right, I'm ready for the next. Yeah. Where's the, next the where's where's the where's you know what are we getting to? Get to the point, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So same thing. I told her I was like, okay, I'm gonna write this up. It didn't take long. Just it took some tweaking because mm -hmm. I. It's one of those you just build it up in your head and you let it bounce around long enough until something kind of sticks. You're like, all right, that's what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm gonna do it. We were talking about one about uh, faking how in shape you are on. I still want to do that. We need to go get. I've got. Take that back. Hey, what? Hunter. Hunter has an idea for another sketch 
Well, you you explain it. You know uh, it. you're closer to it than I am. Yeah, it was actually a buddy of mine from high school. He's ironically he's out here now being a, a cameraman for a news company. Okay. Channel Where, you four. Grow God, sorry, Kenny. Channel four. I grew up in Reno. Okay. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. But he's a he's a he's a news cameraman. So he's gone all over. He went to a, um, Nightcrawler, Tennessee. South Korea, for the Olympics. Like oh, wow. he's filmed everything. You know, it's really cool stuff. So we had joked around about the idea of like you know all these people. We got some buddies that post back home constant workout posts. Oh yeah. You know, and then they'll give their whole theory on how. You know, they've understand, you know, understood the human body and this is, you know, the, all the motivational stuff, which is yeah. nice sometimes, but it gets boring if it's nonstop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we came up with like this funny idea of like jokes and we called it faux fitness. Uh, you know, how to convince the world that you're more in shape than you really are. And that's like, okay, uh, you know, this episode, we're going to tell you about lighting and what angle to shoot your, you know, selfie at. And under what light? Because if you shoot it in direct light, you've got no definition. But if you stand under a headlight, you're ripped. You know, yeah. and it's but we're acting like scientists that have like done these formulas and calculations. And I mean, that that's what it, it's too true. And it's true. Yeah. It's like have you ever like people tag themselves on Facebook? Oh, just hanging out at the gym. I'm like, no, nah, bitch, you're at Starbucks across the street. Right. <laughs> you just decided to go. Yep. Like you yeah. took 20 pictures one day, and now you're just spreading them out <laughs> yeah. over a week. Yeah. They Photoshop different colors of the clothes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I follow. I do follow a few fitness people, um, but they, if you go through their accounts, you'll notice that they'll just post a picture every day where it seems like they're working out. But if you go through their accounts, they wore the exact same clothes like fucking a month ago, mm-hmm. and. Genuine fitness people will like tell you in the post that like yeah this this isn't happening right now mm-hmm. this is just my life yeah I devote my life to this and but there is like the the smaller market people that are like I need to get followers so I'm just gonna post wearing no clothes and oh yeah yeah well I do this every day no matter what yeah. well and you don't and, and part yeah. of me like believe me I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself a gym rat but I I like to go to the gym you know three days a week let's say mm-hmm. I prefer to do anything outside so like surfing awesome workout I suck at surfing so a lot of the times I'm having a paddle which is a killer workout and I like to do things outside because you're experiencing something else gym's great too because there are certain things you can do all in one that makes it a lot easier uh, but man when I see the people over I was like I've gotten like three different sets and I've come back and you're still taking a selfie in front of the mirror like yeah Girl, look at that body. I'll work out. I appreciate it. I know it's good. It's motivational for you, but maybe you should pick up a weight, Dude, or maybe there, you should go do something else. There are some strange people, and maybe this is just gyms in general. But I feel like LA gyms—it's a whole other breed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like people talking to themselves, like pacing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen some like falling asleep on a thing of weight, like on a machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, older people, too, you know? Well, the best wow, when you see weird. someone that, like, gets comfortable, like uh, like a leg press machine, and they're just sitting up there with their legs and, like, you know, tiny tiny weight, which is yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't care. But then they're just on their phone. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, hey, can you move so I can work out? What is out? going yeah. on here? Yeah. Yeah. Or the, or the guy that uh, grunts and throws everything. Oh, yeah. yeah grunts the really only thing, loud and throws everything. I grew up doing that style, though, because... That's just, it was, 
I kind of yeah. I like getting in my own headspace, and I don't do it. I think there are people that yell and shit because yeah, they want people yeah, to hear no that they're doing this. To yell and throw weights around. It's different if the guy is basically announcing it from like across the gym, right? Like when I get to like the last couple of reps, and I'm like, Eesh! you know, you well, know, yeah. that little like, oh fuck, like I don't want to poop myself, so I'm gonna let out noise yeah. instead. That yeah. that to me is like a thing. The only thing I hate more. I have a passion to hate this, is the hoarders at the gym. It's the guys that suddenly are people, I'm trying to be as PC as I can here, <laughs> that uh, they think, oh, I got to get my circuit workout in for today. So they're going to yeah. go collect dumbbells. They're going to go collect these barbells. They're going to take up Everything. two benches. And they've set up camp. Yeah. Sometimes it's in a corner. Sometimes it's in the middle of everything. Yeah, like, and you're like, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, it, And you go, hey, are you using this? Oh, yeah, yeah bro. I got like two more sets. And you're like, gonna take me another hour but i still need him yeah yeah gotta get in my circuit gotta keep my heart race you know i'm like shut up like, i forget who it was that i I'm, saw make a commentary on that but the, the the thing is there's a picture of that situation weights yeah. everywhere and it says where's this octopus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's so true like i've gotten to the point i don't care anymore like i'll walk up and you know most people have headphones in i have little earbuds in but all you do one of these you point to it and you look around anyone so like, is this yours? Is this yours? Is this yours? And you get, no, no, no. And I go, what? And then I'll turn. I know who the person is. And then I stare at him and I go, is this yours? And I go, oh, yeah. I'm like, and you just get that judging stare like, oh, makes sense. It's you. Okay. I'll let you get back to it because Mr. High and Mighty, you enjoy all your weights. Uh, Trent's on his own new new fitness journey a little, a little, recently. A little kick, yeah. What are we doing? Keto? No, no. Just literally just getting back into the gym. Nice. And period. Yeah, in general. Yeah, man. Uh, last week was just kind of in a weird headspace. And then I was like, you know what? I've been eating like garbage for a while. I've been probably consuming too much alcohol. I haven't had any physical activity in a minute. I was like, maybe this is why I'm like stressed and short with people and friends and family and getting annoyed by little things. I was like, so right after work, fucking yeah. blared heavy metal, drove sure. to the gym, threw a bunch of shit around, ran yeah. really hard. I was like... I feel a million times better. Before Keep you know it, you'll be yelling when you're lifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be, be that, that guy, guy collecting yeah, yeah, all the weights, I'll, I'll too, turn, won't you? Turn to that guy, yeah. That guy. Uh, uh, but it's tough. Guy. I mean, we work in a bar, so we know what it's like to just be surrounded by unhealthy habits. Oh, yeah. And it, well, it makes it tough brewery. to be physical. Yeah. And it, Which and, one? Uh, three Weavers in Inglewood. I've driven by that. I'm yeah, so Hawthorne, you got uh, Common Space, mm -hmm. and then you got LA Aleworks across the street there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not too far away. You're like 15 minutes away from us. Nice, man. Yeah. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, so that's the hard thing, too, is like you have free access to, in my opinion, at Three Weavers, some of the best beer in the city, if not the best beer. Yeah. So you have constant access to this. It's just like yeah. liquid well, bread. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just not good it's for carbs. you. It's, it's good <laughs> it's tasting, delicious, but it's but not like, good yeah, for you. Yeah. Uh, but it's good what you said. I mean, it's it's something I always told people, but it's, it's honestly the truth. Like, uh, there was a guy that I started studying, Wim Hof. Wim Hof. There we go. The breathe guy. He's the a guy. he's a breath. Yeah, the breath guy. He's a he's a Dutch crazy man mm. that loves cold and he loves breathing. And basically, those two things I mean, can, like can heal you. And it's gnarly. Oh like, wow! I being an adventurer, I want to get into spearfishing, and there's some great spearfishing out there. But you also want to. One of the things is I want to hold your breath. Because if you catch fish or you're, you know, you're down there 30 feet underwater, you want to make sure that you can hold your breath for at least 90 seconds, you know, uh, at least a minute. Mm. So if you ask most people, can you hold your breath for a minute, it's going to be tough. I was having a problem breaking 90 seconds to two minutes. 
And then this guy comes along. He's like, here's some stuff to learn. Literally, the first time I did it, I broke two and a half minutes. And you do this breathing exercise and you jump into it. I started getting to four minutes. Gnarly. I know. But all of a sudden, you're just like, you do it. this guy says. Holding your breath. And technically, what you're doing is you're pumping oxygen into your bloodstream. You're taking deep breaths, just letting it hold and all this stuff. And then you actually don't hold. You know, like a lot of people, when they go... (gasps) And they hold it at the top and they build that pressure. You don't. You actually let the pressure out and let it sit. And for some reason, I don't know, there's science behind it. But I was like, okay. And I, you know, kind of just chilled and was holding, you know, thinking about all this other stuff. And I was like, I haven't looked at the clock in a minute. And I'm like, three minutes, 15 seconds. What? Gnarly. That's insane. So, yeah. So cool. So there's, That's so cool. So, but the biggest, the guy's biggest thing is like, there's a lot of things that can help you feel better. And it's kind of what you were saying. Mm. I tell people, go out and walk for 30 minutes. Mm. Put some headphones on. You can listen to death metal, everything like that. But, <laughs> you know, vitamin D from the sun and just walking and getting mm. that kind of blood flowing mixes things up that you start to feel better. Yeah. Because I'll sit on the computer and edit a project and six hours will go by. And all of a sudden, I'm just like angry at everything for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cooking. Banging more pans than I'm used to. Yeah. I'm pissed because, you know... Uh, cupboards aren't closed it's stupid yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i'm like all right i just need to go outside for a minute it's kind of it's such a natural medicine that we get away from yeah it used to be mandatory to survive that you had to be outside and you had to be physically active yeah i think that that's there's got to be a, a major link towards a lot of people's unhappiness i think it seems that people are a lot less happy than mm-hmm. they've ever been years go by every year goes by there's the population's less happy than it was the year before and I think it's because a lot of the times we just, we, we coop ourselves up. Well, it's these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these phones, yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm talking about, that we have in our hands. It's kind of like when I said, you know, what I, what I possibly want to talk about today is like getting out and adventure, you know, or whatever in, in time management is the fact that people don't do that as much. Yeah. Like, I mean, call me crazy. I had hippie parents and I grew up in Nevada, but... There are more times than I can even try to remember of being out and going and doing something outdoors or experiencing mm-hmm. things. Uh, it's just, it's good for the soul. Like travel in general, going and seeing different cultures yeah. is what really grounds people. I'm not saying that anyone's specific ideals are wrong, but it's good to go see how other people perceive, you know, life through their mm-hmm. eyes kind of thing. On their journey. And then you're getting a big thing with that uh, is empathy, right? Yeah. Like learning about other cultures, races, beliefs, traditions, totally. religions, whatever, um, is you're like, oh, well, you live in this part of the world and you believe this, this, and this, but I live over here and I believe this, this, and that. Totally. Some of it's just kind of semantics. Yeah. You know? We're not, oh, that, we're not that different, you know? I, so, uh... I got to travel, you know, somewhat uh, young. I went, it was in college. It was one of those like, hey, do you want to volunteer and like help build a rainforest and stuff? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, and it was weird because most of the trips usually like they'll cover it, but I paid for part of it because it was like half help, half adventure. And I went to New Zealand for a month. So the first two weeks was helping rebuild, you know, this part of the island. Mm. Uh, it was actually Waheke, which is a small island next to Auckland, which is their capital. Um, tiny island, and it's where uh, the Maori uh, live. If you know who the Maori are, if you ever watch like the All Blacks, basically Jason Momoa 
and The Rock. Massive cool. people. Massive people, total warriors, total badass people. Dope. Used to be cannibals back in the day. Oh. Find this out after we're staying with them. Oh. Great. Um, they <laughs> do a thing called... There's not a lot of animals to eat, right? On, uh, naturally on New Zealand. Naturally. Uh, I don't know naturally. There's a shit ton of sheep. I don't know if they were moved there for a yeah. uh, source of food and, you know, um, an export mm. for, like, mm. cotton, but... Uh, or, my bad, wool. One of those products <laughs> that we wear, I guess. Um, I didn't even catch that. I <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this was, like centuries ago, you know, I don't know. It was a thing. Maybe they told me that to scare me. Just like I believe no, that Stussy said I am gay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so you're staying with these guys and you're learning about certain parts of their culture. So it was cool. They, they were really good, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't say sailors, but they like build these awesome canoes and they have these very etched, beautiful patterns and I was like, oh my God, I'd love to see your work. He goes, you can come in, just no women can come in the work yet because it's sacred. And, you know, especially a woman, if they're on the period, like the blood is considered like unruly. And I was like, and I'm not fully remember. I mean, this was 14 years ago, but I was just like, wait, what? And part of me wanted to be like, that's a problem. Why can't yeah. they come in here? Yeah. That's, that's messed up. Yeah. But I was like, it's not my place to say. Yeah. So start, things I started learning very quickly where it's like, that's fine. That's what you guys believe sure. in. By all means, if you believe in that and you're not harming anyone, then you can do what you want. Just like, I'm going to believe in what I want. I'm not going to harm it. And the biggest rule I've always had is don't push it on someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you're a Jehovah's Witness and you come to my door, I start to get mad because you've come to my door five times this month. Yeah. Like go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have a problem with them being a Jehovah's Witness. Just no. stop being it. By all means. Yeah. Just porch. stop <laughs> trying to sell it to me. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there, I mean, there's a distinct set of things that led them centuries and centuries and centuries to get to that point and that belief. Just mm -hmm. like there's, a million things that led you on your journey to get to your own belief on it. Absolutely, thing. yeah. And it's 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 intense to, and this happened a lot, especially when colonials when in colonial times when they're going around everywhere. But it's intense to go up to somebody and say, "Nope, change it, change it right now, completely. You're doing it our way." Yeah, yeah. Insane. Oh, Insane. absolutely. For someone to just wrap their mind around that. Yeah, I mean, another big moment. It was, I think it was right <laughs> after. Yeah. It was either right before I went there or right after, because shortly after, I went to Burning Man. I want to say it was right after going to New Zealand, because Burning Man is in Gerlach, which is just two hours north of Reno, where I grew up. Like mm. Since I was five, I remember seeing dusty cars coming back from nowhere. I'm like, what the hell? My parents like, those are Burning Man cars. And my parents got a Burning Man. And I went with my dad when I was 20 years old or whatever. Um, and another defining moment, which was weird, which it wasn't anything like the parties or the art or any crazy stuff like that. Everyone's got their tents and there's all these uh, uh, communal events that you can attend. You know, it's all free. And I remember walking in the tent just like, oh, what's this? And this guy was giving this really in-depth uh, speech on what he believes in and where we came from a different cosmic planet somewhere else in the universe. And it was so out there that I was like, I am so lost into what you're talking about. But people were engaging in conversation and Q&A with him of where he was going to explain it more. And I'm like, all right, man, well, it's fine. Do what you want. Like, you're saying it. People came in here to listen to you talk. And, you know, at any point we could choose to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I Sure, man. We came from, you know, planet Ukraine. I don't know. Sultan. 
Yeah, Sultan. Some real Scientology type stuff. Yeah, but it was right. But it was just something where I was like, "All right, man, that's cool." Doesn't sound like you're really, you know, harming anyone. Keep doing your thing. You, where were you at when you when you had to deal with the Vandal Monkeys? Now I'm the king of the swingers, oh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. I was in Vietnam. I'm actually cutting together that video shortly. Uh. A lot of Southeast Asia spots have monkeys all over. Um, but That's running rapid? Rampant? Kind of, yeah. In certain spots, for sure. I had a very particular morning, though, in Vietnam. So I work for a hotel group, and we represent hotels around the world, like luxury hotels, and we help them get the American market interested. Mm. And uh, we represent the Intercontinental in Da Nang, which is over in Vietnam, like the northeast corner beautiful and it's hidden around this uh mountain which they call monkey mountain and you find out very quickly for some reason over there i usually don't get up that early but every time i've been to thailand or vietnam i'm getting up at 5 15. damn no problem can't even sleep in just all right i'm up at 5 45 6 a.m the residents, the monkeys, come down from the hillside and they forage in the trees and feed and get what they can. I wanna be a man, man cub, and stroll right into town and be just like the other men. I'm tired of walking around. So they are bouncing all over the buildings. I just happened to get the lucky room that was like perfect down from the hillside, went along like the railing, and I would just see them every morning. I'm like, holy shit, there's a bunch of monkeys on my patio. Uh, and I was telling my buddy, like, you got to see these, you got to get up. And he was like, oh, I, you know, I don't see what you're talking about. I'm like, you got to get up early. Like, I don't know, set an alarm, man. So the next morning, uh, I love photography. I love, you know, filming stuff. And I had a time lapse going with my GoPro. And I had, you know, I didn't have a tripod. So I devised this, like, Kleenex box. And I put it did. on the Kleenex box. <laughs> DIY, right? Didn't Google that one, though. Yeah. I'm tired <laughs> of the shit out of that. Yeah. And then I had that all set and I was recording it and then the feed showed on my iPad. So I had the iPad, the GoPro, I'm like, cool. And I went back in and uh, I got to premise this with saying there's a sign on the glass slider. It's actually a plastic monkey that says, please keep this door shut. Monkeys will come in your room and take a shit, basically. And I'm like, whatever. They're not here yet. And I go and make another cup of coffee and I keep the slider open as I walk out and I'm looking at the sunrise and I hear a noise behind me and I turn and I'm like, no way. And there's two monkeys hanging out on the balcony. I was like, fuck. With you? Yeah, they kind of were doing, like, they're very smart. And they do this kind of creep, like, I don't think he sees us. So I open up my phone, record a video. And I turn, and I was like, hey, cut it out. And they went, oh, oh. And it was one of those, like, stop it. No. And you hear me talking to it like a human or a pet. Nope. One risky one bolts inside because they know that there's a fruit tray that we're given every day. And I was this like, shit. I was like, oh man, there's a monkey in my room. So I stopped <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. And I turn and I see three other ones come around the corner. I'm like, oh no, I'm getting ganged up. So the, oh the monkey runs and grabs the biggest piece of fruit, like a giant papaya. And I kid you not, it's the size of him. And he starts running off the bed and he bit into it. So now it's leaking juice on the floor. Oh my God. I'm like, you little vandal. I'm like, hey. And I scare him and he, he drops the fruit and he goes around out and goes, oh shit. And he turns to look at me and looks at the fruit and looks at me. And he's like, again, is it worth it? I'm like, I can't kick a monkey. Like, uh, ah, like that. And he goes, nope. Runs and grabs it. Same time he runs out and I chase after him. 
The mama is there waiting on the patio, like full, like shoulders back, hair standing up, like, I'll take your face off. And I was like, me. <laughs> so quickly, I had to shut the slider. This is incredible. And two adult, like little monkeys run up and start pounding on the glass. And I'm like, holy shit, like, I want to I wanna get my stuff back. And now I look, they're looking at my gear. Mind you, I had an iPad and a GoPro out there. They're like, what's this? What's this? And I open the crack. I'm like, hey, cut it out. <laughs> Like the movie with the cat, yeah, it goes yeah. boop, and pushes my GoPro off. It almost fell four stories into like the trees, but it landed in the planter. Oh my god! So I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so screwed. How do I get them out of here? I go back to my fruit basket, throw some fruit out. I have a. They have little bananas over there. Yeah. Their bananas are like three inches, four inches big. Uh, I grab a banana. And I'm like, hey, and I start shaking it like you would attract a dog, and they're all like excited, like, oh, what's going on? And I threw the fruit over in another corner. They ran to go get it. I grabbed my shit, which one of them was not interested. Like it was up in my face, like right here, uh, you know, over my shoulder. And I had to grab all my gear and run back inside. In the meantime, I said it was on a Kleenex box, right? These little shits go, oh, what's this, Kleenex? And one literally is unraveling all the Kleenex and now it's dumping onto the buildings under me. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, the hotel's going to be so pissed This is at like me. a movie, dude. It's like it a, like, was hysterical. I didn't realize monkeys were actually, like, mischievous like that. Oh, always. Oh, my God. So I went, you know what? Screw this. And just, this was the icing on the cake. I'm like, I'm done. Screw you, monkeys. I'm going to go down to the beach. And we're up on a hillside. So you could take what's like a tram, which is like gondola that goes down on a railing. Or you could take the stairs. I want to do a walk. I'm walking down. Okay, everything's fun. And I get to this bridge. And there is another family of monkeys. <laughs> it's like they're out to fuck with me today. And there's some babies that are literally, it was so cute. They're jumping off the railing of the bridge into like giant lilies, I guess, whatever those long flowers are. And they're grabbing the vines and it's almost like a bungee cord to them. They're like bouncing off it. I'm like, oh, that's cute. So I'm like, I just want to get by because I got to go past this only bridge to get down to the beach. Nope. Mama saw me and was like, same thing. Put up her stance. Oh, I'll mama, I just how big is the mama? About I want to say like two and a half feet tall. Okay. Like all in all, could probably be like 30, 40 pounds. But that's enough maybe. size to really. But imagine thirty yeah. and forty pounds of like primate rage. Yeah. yeah. Like screw that. Terrifying. Yeah. They put. They, she shows her teeth, and you're like, nope, nope, yeah. nope. I like my eyeballs where they are. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I just want to get by. No, she she charged at me. I was like, what the fuck? And I had to run back. And she just kind of stood at the end of the bridge, giving me that look like, no, 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 you're not going to get near my kids. I'm like, Ugh. so I had to go back up the stairs, which was like oh another God. like five flights of stairs to get back to my room to then just sit in there and wait for breakfast, all pissed off because I just got schooled by monkeys all morning. This is a real gang problem in Wow, oh, dude. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. These monkeys. Yeah. So territorial. Yeah, I mean, they're fun. Like, they're, they're harmless. I don't think they would ever, I don't fully know, but I... It doesn't seem like they'd do anything. They yeah. just want their space just to do it. mostly threatening. That's yeah. it. So, you know, same thing with, I guess, religion. Uh, I want them to do with what they're doing and not bother me, but uh, I'll let it happen. Do you, have so, any, do you have any trips coming up? I do. I'm actually going to Guatemala in three days, mm. four days. Exciting. Uh, it is. It's exciting. It's Lake Atitlan. It's basically what they call the Lake Como of Guatemala. Mm. I don't know who named it that, 
but it's a volcanic lake. So Lake Como has like five volcanoes. Mm. Lake Atitlan has three. Uh, it's supposed to be beautiful. A lot of people have expressed worry because Guatemala is supposed to be a somewhat unsafe area. Mm. But I think that's more in like the city, not in a resort three hours away up mm. in the mountains with like calm village people. It's yeah. a, a work trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's rebels hanging out in the villages making, you know, wooden baskets, but we can find out. Um, Any monkeys down there? I don't think there are. You know, I could be wrong, though. I uh, I I just got back on, like, going to the doctor and making sure everything's all checked up. You know, when you hit 30s, you're like, ooh, shit, yeah. I should look into that. Uh, uh, and they're like, you know, we have a travel bureau. You can call and just... We'll get you all your vaccinations or travel medicine that you need. I'm like, really? Because I've gone many places in the world and haven't taken a thing. Now you got me worried. Like, what do I have? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. I'll be there for like five days. Uh, I think I'm going to learn how to dye clothes with flowers, which sounds oh. kind of cool. That sounds really cool. that's what they do up there. Yeah, everything over there is very bright colors. If you've ever seen like... A lot of Central American clothing's just got those bright, like indigo, yeah. you know, type of vibrant things. They make it from flowers. They mash them up and they cool. get the dye from it. And no way. I'll be learning how to do this. That's so interesting. How long are you gonna be down there? Four days, five days. All right. I'll come back with stories. Oh yeah. Hopefully not monkeys hijacking <laughs> my trip trays anymore. But yeah. Please do, man. <laughs> yeah. um, what a what an awesome conversation. Thanks for yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. It was fun. How do we um, how do people find you? Social media wise. Send a light in the sky, the shadow. I wanna speak to the commissioner. Um I'm not wearing hockey I think uh, <laughs> let's see, Instagram is uh, you can find me on Instagram. Facebook, I think, is a little bit more private. I don't know. I changed some settings back in the day. But Instagram's always good. HSmith86. HSmith86? Sure. Yeah. Right on, dude. Sweet. See it. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the day. And we're going to send it over to Nick Grace with this week in basketball. This is how it feels when you do it like me. We trade It's trade season, and trade season's probably over. The offseason, the major moves are maybe almost done, you guys. Kawhi Leonard is a clipper. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm actually okay with that. He's not a Laker, really? which I'm really okay with. And I also, in the last podcast, I know I was like, hey, I hope he stays a, a Raptor, or else I'll have to hate all of Canada, or or I'll, you know, I'll have to hate all of Canada. But here I am, you know, I think I'm, I've matured a little bit, and I can sit here and look at you in the eye, Trent, and confidently say. I'm man enough to hate Canada, and I will hate Canada. Fuck Drake and Mounties and Maple Leaves. We bought, we we brought back an American icon and Kawhi Leonard. He's a fun guy, and he's in LA. I'm excited. Somehow, <laughs> I hate Canada. He got 
I think you would low-key would actually love Canada. I think high-key I would really love Canada. <laughs> Just a bunch of nature. A bunch of forests. nature and open spaces. I, yeah. think I, I think I could dabble in some Canada. I just really just don't like Drake, I guess. Yeah. That's really it. But Kawhi Leonard was able to mastermind two things. He got Paul George to get traded from OKC quietly, which is in- incredible. Yeah, no one heard about it. Nobody. Until and this is the same Paul George that made a huge deal, what, uh, two years ago about wanting to leave Indiana. He was, he, I think he was maybe the first guy that was ever like, I refuse to play. I'm gonna. I need to be traded. And, oh, was he? And, and putting that whole, which is now the NBA. That's how yeah. it is. But he was able to keep Paul George quiet, and OKC was willing to work with the Clippers, and they made a trade. And it's insane between Kawhi and Paul George and Patrick Beverly and the players that were already there. Besides, I mean, Patrick Beverly was already there, but the rest of the players, the Clippers should have hands down the best defense. It's going to be a great team. They're just going to shut people down. Pretty pumped that the Lakers didn't get Kawhi because I just, you know, I get off on that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> oh, but first I got to do a few errands. I get off on them being disappointed. You hate the Lakers. Laker tears. You love, you gotta love magic though. I love magic, of course. Spartans! What is your profession? I love magic. You hate the Lakers. Yeah, but I hate the Lakers. What Kawhi did in waiting so long did this extra bit to the Lakers. He got AD paid less amounts of money. Oh. Because they were holding off on signing AD so they could get uh so that wow Kawhi yeah. could come in and then it was some sort of way that contracts work after a certain date blah 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 blah. you can't have this maximum whatever the fuck so he kind of by waiting and pushing it off and telling espn that like oh i'm going to the lakers oh i'm going to the lakers just gotta wait you know going to the lakers ad lost i think it's like 30 million dollars in that whole thing which is kind of like oh, i don't like that's a little bit of a rivalry-ish type thing and and the Lakers and Clippers are about to be playing in separate stadiums soon, but in LA. That's what, what I was going to ask you. One of them's going back to the Forum, I believe. I took took that on the notes. Uh, well, the stadium in Inglewood that's being built for the Rams slash the JV team, the Chargers. Uh, <laughs> it is. It it is. Yeah, they don't want to be here. No yeah. one wants them here. No one wants them there. They don't want to be there, and they are trash. I heard the rumor was that they're building a new arena in that complex area. Maybe they are. For basketball. Maybe they are. But in the meantime, I mean, that, that couldn't possibly go up until like, what, three or four years. Yeah. And Kawhi's only on the team for three years, guaranteed. So I don't think that they're going to move to the forum, back to the forum. I like the idea of them sharing that the would same be stadium. Dope. Because both these teams should be pretty damn good. Oh, you mean you like them in Staples? Right know? now? I think it's cool. Bunch of There's going to be a lot of uh, bunch heat. Of heat. Yep. Yeah. Opposing dynamics. I feel like we haven't had that with the LA teams in a, in a long time. We haven't. And while we're talking about heat, we can talk oh. about Jimmy Butler becoming a Miami Heat player. And the big thing with Russell Westbrook and how everybody was pretty sure he was going to go to the Miami Heat, which would have been, in my opinion, the worst case scenario for Jimmy Butler. Because Jimmy's whole career... 
He's been trying so hard to be the man and go somewhere else where he can be the man, and he finally did it with the Heat. And then a week later, everyone was like, Russell Westbrook's going to the Heat, and I bet you Jimmy Butler was just sitting there just being like, what the fuck, guys? (laughs) What the fuck? He's kind of got a big head about him. He does. Jimmy Butler is a great basketball player, but he, and this is all purely conjecture, conjecture, I think he believes he is a LeBron-level player okay, and deserves that much attention and money, but he's just not that level. He's great, and he should be the man on a team. Sure. But he's not one of the greats of all time. No. He's just really good. So Westbrook to Houston. Houston. How do you feel about that? Houston, we have a problem. It's cool to see um, Westbrook and James Harden back on the same squad again. I don't know how it's going to work this time around. Yeah. Because James was like the sixth man and the third option on the OKC teams back then. And now he's the most prolific scorer in the NBA, hands down. Mm. And Russell Westbrook is the biggest ball hog we've probably ever seen in the NBA. Oh, wow. Just needs the ball no matter what well, and doesn't do Harden, much special with it. When isn't he has Harden ball. pretty ball selfish dominant too? too. Yeah. yeah. He's real ball dominant too. He doesn't a lot of Harden's points are not coming off of assists. Same with Russell Westbrook. All of his points are not coming off of assists. Hmm. All of their points come by them handling it and creating for themselves. Yeah. It's not going to work unless Russell finally takes a major step back. It it is not going to work. He's got to get over the whole Triple-double thing. He's got to get over <laughs> being the man and taking the last shot. Or it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not It's not going to work. But K, uh, CP3 is now in OKC, which is just like... Man, he must really be the asshole that everybody says he is because he just keeps getting dicked around in all these trades. Just yeah. sent somewhere else. And I don't think he's going to stay with, a, with OKC in Oklahoma City. I really don't. You know what I think is going to happen? Da-da-da-da. He's going to reunite... With the Banana Boat crew (laughs) in Los Angeles, which I think that Lakers fans would love because more than good players, Lakers fans love names of players. Oh. They would love a washed-up CP3 because they think they're getting the New Orleans Hornets version of CP3 because that's who the Lakers Lakers fans are. Yeah. I think without a doubt, somehow, (laughs) some way... Shots fired. CP3. I'm basically talking about Chinadu always. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I think somehow, some way, CP3 does end up as a Laker because there's this whole starting point guard, and LeBron James has to be the starting point guard right now, which is the biggest non-story in the NBA right now is that LeBron James is going to be the starting point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers. He already was. Yeah. Yeah. The function of the point guard is to handle the rock, distribute the ball, bring the ball up the court, be the quarterback. Yeah. That is literally what he has always done on every team. Yeah. He's always been the guy that brings the ball up the court and sets the offense. Yep. He's always been the point guard. Yeah. Total non-story. Yeah. Welcome to the NBA. What is Chris Paul going to do if he goes to the Lakers? He'll just hang out with his best friend and drink red wine. Yeah. <laughs> and hang out with I'm sure D Wade will move to LA. Do you think he's done? Who? Chris Paul, like career wise? I think he's fading. Yeah. 
I think we're running into a scenario similar to Carmelo where the value to the yeah the 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 monetary value of having him on the squad just is starting to not match the production and the seemingly negative aura around the player. Okay. So it seems like he's it seems like he's he's fading. It's a deal. But he's also he's also getting old. He is got to be like 33, 34, which is old for an NBA player. Yeah. You're saying D-Wade comes to LA just to hang out? Oh, well, I mean, Gabby Gabby's his wife. So yeah. they probably they must have a house already. Actually, they're Wade's kid and LeBron's kid are on the same basketball team. Oh. So they yeah, they're they're here already. Yeah. The NBA this offseason has become a pickup basketball league for millionaires. Yes. Everybody's just hanging out with their friends now and That's a great way to to put it. It's cool. It's cool and it's awful at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. The times there are changing. And let's talk some wrestling with Mr. Trent Bruce. Yeah, I've I've been off my uh, my game with the wrestling, so bear with me, folks that listen to wrestling, and uh, but I'll give you what I got here. So last pay per view, I, I think I touched on this last podcast. Uh, Ricochet, who I'm a big fan of, uh, who's wrestled in PWG, which is a local LA uh, indie show, uh, is now in WWE, and he beat Samoa Joe. He's the U.S. champion. And I like the angle they got going on right now because he's fighting AJ Styles at the pay-per-view this Sunday called Extreme Rules. And so they've got Ricochet working heavy, baby face, smiling, play by the rules, good guy. And then they made AJ, or sorry, they made Ricochet that. They made AJ um, his classic heel, and he's reunited with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows to make, quote, the club. Ricochet is like one of your boys, isn't he? I, I'm a big fan of Ricochet. Um, he's about our age, and he's just he's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Um, in stature, he's a little bit bigger than a Rey Mysterio type. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there for you. Uh, but he's really quick. I mean, that's that's like his style is high flying and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm excited to see him and AJ fight. That could be like a WrestleMania level match because um, they're both. Uh, unique, and they're both very daring and and innovative with their moves. So that's exciting to see that. Um, AEW has another pay-per-view this Saturday called Fight for the Fallen. I'm not sure if you have to pay for that or if they're streaming it again free on Bleacher Report Live. I'm not sure. But they have the Young Bucks, who are brothers. We're brothers. Fighting... Uh, Dustin and Cody Rhodes, who are brothers, so it's brothers versus brothers tag tag match, which is like the big bill for that card, which is exciting. Um, so I'll have to catch that at some point. In addition to oh, I forgot I was gonna say right there. In addition to that, uh, <laughs> we'll move on to another note. Uh, Brian Cage, who is an Impact Wrestling and and different indie circuits as well who I'm a big fan of, he is freakishly huge human being, uh, got married, non-kayfabe, to <laughs> Melissa Santos. So got married. Oh, it's in, real. In real life. Uh, they're both wrestling personalities. 
And so this week at Bar Wrestling, Wednesday, they had what they called Brian Cage's bachelor party. And so they had gimmick matches and gimmick stunts of like uh, Brian versus four girls. And it was the lap dance match. But ended up, what happened was this group called PP Ray. You went? No, but uh, I know things. Uh, <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> uh, and I watched You're drinking I, no things? I watched the internet. <laughs> That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Yeah, look at the internet.com. <laughs> but this tag group, so it was supposed to be four women versus Brian Cage, lap dance match. Yeah. And then, of course, they had a weird angle because it's bar wrestling. And this group, PP Ray, who are these two goofy dudes who are like essentially like male strippers in any country bumpkin town USA. And like they're goo- they're like goofy looking dudes. Okay. But they came out, I guess, at the end and, you know. Did a lap dance? I guess, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna say I wanna say if you'd see it live. Wait, wait. You would think it's funny, but I don't know if you would think it was funny. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out no face. Shout out no face? That's that's But that's funny. that's just kind of their gimmick. They're like yeah. weird, goofy, uh yeah, anyways, it's hard to explain, but it is weird. Don't get me wrong, it is weird. Uh, what else is going on? I had something I wanted to say. One of the matches, Extreme Rules, is Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. Everyone You've gone off over. about The Undertaker. Huh? You've gone off about The Undertaker. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Can you get the hell off of me? Because someone who you respect, someone who you admire, and you've seen literally your entire childhood, um, being born in 1990, and him, you know, being around for the past 30 years, my entire life, uh, and seeing his career, like it wasn't a Shawn Michaels type story. It wasn't a Stone Cold Steve Austin type story where they kind of rode off into the sunset gloriously. That's not a word. It, gloriously? Gl- gloriously. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, this is like the old dog still wants to fight, can't really fight. Maybe he just, you know, he's the uh, he's that old Wild Wild West guy who keeps doing these shootouts and he'll he's ready to die, but nobody's just... Nobody can best him yet. No one's no one's man enough yeah. to kill the dead man. Anyway, my point being, this match no one wants to see. Uh, I just saw on Cage Side Seats. I bet you you watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, of course. I'll skim through it. I'll, you know, <laughs> you'll it'll, watch it'll be it. on the TV. You'll um, watch it. You'll so, be mad, but you'll watch it. Of course! I'm a fucking nerd, dude. Alright, so the shitty thing about this, too, that I saw on Cage Side Seats is they released a new t-shirt. Mm-hmm. To commemorate this match, and it's got two dogs on it, because when Roman Reigns beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, he came out on Monday Night Raw the next night and said, "It's my yard now," which is like Undertaker saying, "This is my yard," and Roman's nickname's the Big Dog, so it's my yard. So there's new T-shirt, and it's two dogs, and their collars have their logos on it. Yeah. It looks terrible, and on the back it says. The Graveyard Dogs. Okay. Terrible. You know, the... Awful. The the branding of WWE, just pro wrestling branding. Yeah. 
it seems to me has always been successful in spite of itself. What do you mean? Like we were talking last time about that it was some sort of logo for some sort of show, and you're like, it's trash. This shirt is trash. Everything is so tacky, yeah. so trash, and yet, in in spite of that, it still moves on. Oh, man. Like, if they could just get some graphic designer that right? went to school for it, wow, you right? could really change the whole thing, but... Anywho. Still um, works. I forget what I was going to say. Mm. Or hire me. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So, in the wrestling realm... Give me a, a quick segment here of this week in MMA. I had the luxury of watching the last UFC pay-per-view. That was last Saturday. John Jones? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, my roommate, bought the ESPN Plus app. So we get all the PPVs, which is dope as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been getting more in the UFC. But, uh, yeah, the John Jones fight. Uh, turns out, forget the guy he fought his name. Remind me. Fuck. Well, I don't I know if you it. saw the report, but he his knee tore his meniscus, his ACL, mm-hmm. his MCL, and there's something else I think called a PCL or something. He tore every ligament in his knee, and then his other knee is fucked up his, because it, he was yeah overcompensating because his other and one he was, was on his feet the whole time. Mm-hmm. Those guys are animals. That's incredible. Also, that's fucking insane, but also incredible. Yeah. Any other sport, I mean, if you just twisted your knee or your ankle, you're out. Have you ever Maybe seen? You're out for weeks. You ever seen the video of Anderson Silva where he kicks the dude and he comes back to step on his foot, but his foot is his. Oh, his wobbly! Shin has been broken yep. in half. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, and then there's another John Jones fight where he snapped his like big toe sideways and didn't see it until after the fight was over. It's just pointing out in. Well, adrenaline's got to be out of this world for those. Got to be. So, and then the five-second knockout. Did you see that? No. Oh, I'll pull that up when we pause the segment. No, what Quickest talking about that? No- what? No. Quickest knockout in the history of UFC. Really? And it was... It, it, it must have been one punch. They recorded it. They recorded it five seconds. But really, and according to Joe Rogan, it was like two seconds. It was insane. First punch then. Or kick or whatever. Was it the flying knee kick? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have seen it then. Running knee, and the guy ducked it, thinking he was going to go for his head or something, but he ducked it. And do it, right? Ran directly into the knee, and then he looked like rigor mortis. Like, he was like, the body was stiff up. Holy it's crazy. shit. Anyway, that's this week in wrestling. And it is all over! I'm going to send over to Nikki G for this week in hip-hop. Like Jay Z, jiggas up, you fuckers who didn't write anything are getting washed like bathing. Young Hova, I know hitters like Yankees. Gun told us to pull triggers like crazy. This week in hip hop, I just want to talk about the homicide music video that Chris is in with Logic and Eminem and how great it is. Eminem's not even in the video. Is that not him in, in the mm. end? For, uh, You're right. Yeah, with the makeup on. With being Chris D'Elia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After Chris D'Elia is Eminem. That's pretty funny. What a what an interesting time, you know. Uh, a comic made fun of this gigantic rapper. Mm-hmm. It probably pissed him off, and then he probably watched it again and was cracking up. 
I would imagine. He's a funny dude. I mean, back in the day, M- Slim Shady, funny. like Slim Shady, was total goofball. But also, M probably doesn't care that much either. Well, obviously, you know, having him play himself, mm-hmm. Chris D'Elia, uh, it's a trip, man. Yeah. What a cool thing for both of them. Yeah. But like Chris D'Elia, I mean, I'd say he, I mean, I'd say he's a household name. Yeah, he's one of the top comedians in the world. Yeah. Um, if you don't know him, I mean, what have you been doing? And his podcast is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen a lot of his TV spots, but he's been in a lot of shit. I've seen a lot mostly of shows. his stand-up. Mm-hmm. But dude, um, what a funny thing, dude. It's really cool. I don't think it gets enough credit. I don't think anybody really is talking about it. Yeah. But it's it's really cool. It's definitely worth the listen. Um, not really so much for the song. It's just, it's just Eminem and Logic trying to rap really fast, so you can't yeah. even really tell what they're saying most of the time, but just for the video, to see video a comedian rules. be Eminem, mm-hmm. yeah. and then at the end to see M be the comedian, it's it's like a seven minute video, but it's good. It's funny, dude. It's really good. I'm trying to think. I don't got anything else, man. Premium content. Uh, what? I'm snatching napkins? Too, oh. too many napkins? <laughs> too many napkins? Yeah. <laughs> Babkins <laughs> on a banana. What was he? Oh my god! I'll just put the clip in there. It's so good. That's this week in hip hop. You using way too many napkins, papkins, lapkins, and chapkins. You using chapstick and napkins while I'm papkin, flapping around like a papkin, flamming a babbit pan a champkin, damn a can of pitafi. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Yeah, like, whatever. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> no, we <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, um, we do, I guess. All right, Nick's, a, uh, Nick's going through puberty right now, and <laughs> anything I say is not cool. <laughs> it's just puberty. Oh, I don't think you know what puberty is. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. If you ever want to be on the pod, hit us up. Uh, make sure, or if you ever want to hear certain subjects discussed, hit us up. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Now we've got the Insta and hitting you with that, that spicy content. Uh, us moaning. <laughs> another shitty pod yeah. on Instagram. At another shitty pod. Uh, yeah, and you can check us out on Stitcher, Apple Music, Spotify, all of your Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Uh, if you type in another S asterisk 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 Y podcast, or in my opinion, if you just type in Nick Grayson Trippers, it pops up right away. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it on Spotify. Yeah. I noticed, speaking of this, that uh, it's come to my attention that a majority of the planet isn't listening to our show. And that kind of irks me a little bit. So if we could just get some people to listen to the show. Yeah, just listen, like, guys. Like a majority of the planet is not listening to the show. Planet, hey planet, listen. Yeah, put that out there. Uh, I want to shout out some people real quick. First of all, shout out the U.S. women's soccer team. Oh Bring, my lord! Bringing home the, the gold. Nick's trying to marry him. Every single one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, for this weekend. Like we said, uh, if you can't make it to the opening, uh, I'm sure the art's going to be up there for several weeks, maybe a month or two. Uh, but at Three Weavers Brewery, we got shout out to Molly and Jose for putting the show together. We got a lot of fantastic artists that are going to be uh, having their work on display. Yeah, eight of them. There's going to be graffiti, photography, illustrations, 
Oh, cool. Calligraphy, all sorts mixed of stuff. Mixed media. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. If art's not your thing, it's still a brewery, so you can definitely show up and have a few beers at the brewery and, and have a good time. You're, I believe that everything is on sale or most things are on sale. So if you've got money bags, if you're living in Beverly Hills, you know, and you want some premium shit. Beverly Hills! You know, throw some cash, <laughs> throw some cash to some starving artists. If you don't want to spend money, don't spend money. It's free to go. It's 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 an Just establishment. Go. Yeah, it's a brewery. Have fun. Drink beer. Be positive. Or negative. Be whatever you are. You know, this is America. We fought for that right for you to be whatever you are. Lolo Jones didn't come on the podcast today, unfortunately, but We're we will get her eventually. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Oh,